Time travel to fun in the 16th century at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Ten stages, food, pubs, shopping, jousting. Saturday, Sundays, and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th. I love to fail, right? Because then that's how you learn. And like, as much as I hate to fail, you can appreciate the value in failure. Exactly, right? Like, I'm not trying to fail, but if I do, okay, well, let's try to learn from it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. We have got a stacked, super-sized show lined up for you today. Fresh off of the Elimination Chamber, we get Cesaro's reaction and try to pry into his WrestleMania plans. Big interview still to come. Got a lot to talk about. Starting with the Elimination Chamber, we are on the road to WrestleMania. I couldn't take you on this journey without my co-pilot, my co-pilot on permanent probation, but he is the voice of NXT, Mr. Vic Joseph. Vic, how are I you? will I will take the co-pilot. I do not take the probation, but I'm happy to be here as no, you're always. On, you're on probation. This is no, my I show. I don't want it. I make the rules I'm with not. the exception of our segment in or out, which is still to come when our friend Alex joins the show and helps us out. Uh, I'm pretty much a one-man operation. You are like a human ficus. Which is this thing, right? Very well done, Vic. I see you've been doing your research. You've been watching Bailey's Ding Dong Hello. No, it's the tree. Redecorate your home accordingly. Yes, it look is. Look how tree, beautiful Vic. this tree is. I don't want to look at the tree. I want to talk about Elimination no. Chamber. We got to get to Cesaro. That's what the people want, Vic. It's provocative. It gets them going. Good reference. I like that. I wanted to finish the rest of the song, but I won't. No, we're not going to do that. We don't have okay. time. We, we went extra long, extra deep, extra hard with Cesaro. <laughs> and we got some dad jokes out of it. Oh, thank God. I will right, sing today, though. I guarantee you, I will sing at some point in this show. Please, please don't sing. I, I don't me, need me, any. Me, 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 me. All right, before Vic decides to warm up his pipes any further, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. All right. Okay, we know WrestleMania right on the horizon, right around the corner. And I think, to your point, a lot of people look at Elimination Chamber as a less than or a detour on the road to WrestleMania. But you last week yourself said you love it because of the consequences. Well, this year, I would think it's safe to say it didn't disappoint. It, it, it really didn't. And that's what's fun, as I said last week, and I'll say it again. You never know. Everyone thinks they know and they read on their websites or read what so-and-so tweeted or put on their Instagram. And, and you brought up... Um, a moment you liked Elimination Chamber. Mine was Sean popping up and super kicking The Undertaker, Kofi Mania, and, and the list goes on. And no, I thought Elimination Chamber and the two matches themselves delivered on all on all fronts. And of course, it's one thing we'll talk to Cesaro about coming up, but huge swerve on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Of course, the Miz cashing in his money in the bank contract. And I think it was brilliant. I think it was masterful. And I think in a way it put a fresh coat of paint on the money in the bank concept. Because for years we've grown, we've become conditioned that whoever has the briefcase is going to cash in. But for the past few years, it's sort of, I don't want to say lost its luster, but it doesn't seem to be as enormous as it once was. It was at a time, the most coveted thing in WWE. A couple guys cash in and fail. The briefcase changes hands a few times for various reasons. Uh, but Miz sort of let the world forget about it. 
and then cashed in. And here we are as of today, as of recording day, Tuesday, the Miz is the WWE champion as we barrel toward WrestleMania. And that's what's fun to your point about the money in the bank briefcase. And I, and I just, I just don't get it sometimes. Well, how come he's held it, held it so long? He's held it for how many months? The point is you can cash in at any moment mm-hmm. in any circumstance at any time, whenever you want. That's the beauty of having that wild card, so to speak, I guess. Right. So I like how it wasn't where I'm, I'm going to cash in at SummerSlam or I'm cashing in two weeks on Monday night raw right. that it came out of absolutely nowhere. I thought it was well done. I'm was smiling when it happened. Cause I was like, they got me sitting on this couch, watching the show. Like, Oh, I didn't see that coming. Awesome. No yeah, pun intended. I don't, I don't, there was pun very heavily intended. We'll talk <laughs> a lot more about the Miz as champion when we start to break down Raw. But elsewhere on the Elimination Chamber, obviously we kicked off the night with the SmackDown Elimination Chamber matchup, which did not disappoint. You had six hungry guys doing everything they could to, to put on a spectacular display. Didn't disappoint. Daniel Bryan outlasts everybody. Against all odds, earns the match against Roman. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think anybody expected. I don't think anybody watching the show expected Roman Reigns to leave Elimination Chamber without the Universal Championship. But my God, for about 15 seconds, Daniel Bryan made everybody with eyes believe that he was taking Roman's title. And if I had a hat on, I would tip the cap to you, good sir. And I have it written down on my notes, sitting there watching it. When he locked in the yes lock, I think you stood up. I jumped out of my seat. And I got, I was like, oh, I'm looking around like, what's going on? I had to come in from my kitchen to sit down because it's that moment as an announcer when you hit that peak of, oh my God, something's about to happen. Interception, three-pointer to buzzer, use your sport analogy. I said, what's going on? And I ran over, I go, Graves is standing. And it brought me in the moment going into the elimination chamber, weaving it into Roman coming down into your commentary, sucked me in along with Michael Cole in that moment. You going nuts for Daniel Bryan was one of the highlights for me of elimination chamber. And I, for a brief second thought, what's going on? We live for these moments. Yeah. Because you and I, I know can attest and, and Cole exponentially more. So we have seen everything there is to see. We have been ringside. I've called The Undertaker. I've called Shawn Michaels. I've called WrestleMania main events. We've seen and done it all. So when that instance happens, that brief, when you look back at it, almost inconsequential moment. But when Daniel Bryan locked in the yes lock, I was a fan again for for that moment. And then it went, oh, okay, this is what's supposed to happen. Roman's supposed to bludgeon him and, and beat the crap out of him and leave the way he came in, which ultimately ended up happening. But man, was it fun just to just get lost in that moment for a second. Yeah, I, I was lost in it as a fan sitting at home. But at what you just said, when it was all said and done, Roman Reigns stood tall, holding his universal champion. And then that brought up the next twist on the road right to WrestleMania. as we caught our breath, right? As my <laughs> goosebumps had worn down and I was no longer at the top of the world. Here comes Edge, the ultimate opportunist, spears Roman Reigns. And without a word... Spoke volumes, points to the WrestleMania sign. It is on. It is set. Roman Reigns, Edge at WrestleMania. I'm sure we'll break this thing down ad nauseum over the weeks to come. But initial thoughts, what are you looking forward to? First thought was, man, I wish it was Finn Balor, of course, being on NXT. I would have loved to have seen that match. But we've talked about it. And it's one of those moments to me as a fan that I sit back and go, 
did five years ago, I think I would ever say edge versus Roman reigns. Did I ever think I would be able to sit and watch edge versus Roman reigns? And the answer would have been no. So to get that match at WrestleMania, I think is huge. I'm excited for it. Anyone really, and we had edge on the show previously, anyone that edge can lock up with now Roman, and there's a long list excites me because of being a fan of edge. So this to me is a WrestleMania size match. It is main event worthy and it will live up to expectations. I truly believe that for two guys that want to prove they are the best. I think I'm excited for it. I, I am too. I echo all of your sentiments. And I would just say there are so many layers to this matchup that I'm, as I said, well, I'm sure we'll delve into over the next few weeks, but you've got a cross generational matchup. You've got the hall of famer edge who's still in phenomenal shape and can go against the guy, Roman Reigns right now, the, the top of the WWE mountain, cross-generational. You've got Edge. I asked him the question uh, in a roundabout way on Friday Night SmackDown. Yes, Edge, mentally, you are at the top of your game again, but this is, this is a different guy. Physically speaking, this is a guy on the backside of his career against Roman who is at the pinnacle of it. There's so many ways to break this down. I cannot wait until WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome either way. But as you mentioned before, coming out of Elimination Chamber, a lot more questions being asked. We've got a new WWE champion in The Miz and another guy that I think we would be remiss to not mention, losing the United States Championship earlier in the night, but directly affecting the outcome, Bobby Lashley. What a badass. I love the position that Bobby's in right now. And it carried over to Monday Night Raw. I actually really, really enjoyed Raw last night. Of course, we're recording this Tuesday morning. It was last night. But I thought the, the stories were refreshing. I thought it was just a different look, getting different people to step into the spotlight. I loved that we had The Miz and Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. That was the story. It just felt like just different and fresh. It, it is fresh because we sit in a, in a seat, you and I, and this isn't really breaking down a wall, where how many times can you call the same thing? How many different ways can you put a spin on it? Is Bobby Lashley? That, okay, that's new. Braun Miz, that's new. Braun Bobby, that's new. Like it's it's new. It's 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 it, to be, to be you said fresh. It's different. It's like a new vibe, and that's what you want heading into WrestleMania. And, and what I love, so I've been a, a traditionalist in my theories behind WWE for the most part. I am still an old school guy that I love to know what the main event of WrestleMania is at the end of the Royal Rumble. And I love four months of anticipation and build up to that. And we're more or less getting that with Edge and Roman Reigns. We know what that marquee looks like as far as that matchup goes for the Universal Championship. But now on the Raw side of things, it was a preconceived notion that Drew McIntyre was heading to WrestleMania, right? I don't think anybody would disagree with you. If you were sitting here now, I penciled in who I thought Drew was going to defend the title against. Exactly. At, at that, would have been, that would have been the debate we probably had today had Sunday not played out the way that it had. And it's still not out of the realm of possibility. There's still quite a, quite a bit of time for Drew to reinsert himself in that picture. But based basically on what we saw on Monday night, it changes the complexion of everything happening surrounding the WWE Championship. You, to your point, we, uh, a few days ago, it was who's Drew McIntyre defending his title against. Now it's, we could have 
Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. We could have Bobby Lashley versus someone we're not even thinking about. We could have Miz versus Morrison. We could have Miz versus Bad Bunny for the WWE Championship. Oh, you would I mean, like that. You'd be it, for that one. I don't know that I would go that <laughs> far with it. But what I'm saying is it totally blew Monday Night Raw wide open. Whereas instead of focusing on a story and building the anticipation, now everybody's asking themselves, going, what the hell is WrestleMania going to look like? I think it's cool. I think it's refreshing. I think it's the first time in at least the past several years off the top of my head where it could go so many different ways. It definitely is very refreshing. And I, and to your point you just made, I'm trying to think in my head, there was a year and I want to bring his name back up. It's edge edge entered the first universal championship match as champion lost it and then interjected himself in the main event and then won it. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? And now your whole mindset was thrown because everything started swirling at that elimination chamber. I want to say it was maybe 2007, 2008. I don't know if someone give us a stat on that, but that's, what's fun about the elimination chamber. And now this road going to it is it's new. It's unexpected. That's the word I want. Unexpected twists on Monday Night Raw that has been so formulaic, set in concrete cement shoes. We're going to do it this way. I can see the writing on the wall. Nobody sitting at home honestly went into last weekend going, man, After the Bell was a great show. And you know what? Miz is going to win the WWE title on Sunday at, <laughs> at, at Elimination right. Chamber. No, no one thought that. I don't care who's going to tweet and text or anything after the show. Nobody thought that. That's what makes the WWE special. And I think back to the, the initial point I made about the money in the bank contract. Now that has been elevated once again. I am curious. I am enamored by the thought of the next time there's a money in the bank ladder match, which we should be shortly after WrestleMania, to know who's going to hold that power again. I just think it was so masterfully executed on all sides that it, it was, this is as excited as I have been on a Tuesday morning waking up after Raw as I have been in quite some time. I can actually agree to that because I've been in the car with you many a Tuesday mornings where you're always very grumpy. Well, I mean, that's my general demeanor. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, Vic. There's a lot to be excited about still to come. A huge interview, supersized, if you will, with the Swiss Superman Cesaro. And we come back, my favorite new segment, In or Out. Don't go anywhere. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. This is After the Bell, the greatest sports entertainment podcast known to man. I'm Corey Graves, my pal, my partner in crime, the Robin to my Batman, Vic Joseph here joining the party. And it's that time, Vic. Are you ready? I am very ready. I'm also happy to hear I'm off probation. Temporarily. Temporarily yes. revocation. Temporary revocation of your probation. How's that for an alliteration? Look at that. The kids got bars, Vic. You know what else I got? I got our good friend and producer, Alex, on the line. He's going to throw some subjects, some newsworthy issues our way plaguing the WWE universe, and we are going to weigh in with our opinions. Quite simply put, are you in or are you out? Alex, what's the word, my friend? That is the word, guys. Now, as, as with every week when we do this, you have not seen these questions in advance. No preparedness. Not. This is your honest opinions on what is going on in the WWE universe. So I'm going to start it off with something a little bit different. Putting the fan hat on, sitting back, you know, obviously, Corey, you were at ringside, but sitting back and watching Elimination Chamber. 
uh, over the weekend. That event clocked in at two and a half hours on Sunday, one of the shortest pay-per-view events in recent history. Are you in or are you out with a shorter pay-per-view event? I am so freaking in, it's not funny. (laughs) I am still a big proponent of always leave them wanting more, whether that be in sports entertainment or any aspect of life. Uh, You always want to satiate the palate, but always leave a little room for dessert. Uh, And that's how I felt after Elimination Chamber. Going off the air in a huge way, brand new WWE champion. The world is shocked. Fade to black. Now I need to see what happens next. I love it. I I agree with Graves. I am very much in on a uh, two and a half hour timetable. I I do believe that a lot of fans sit at home and sit there and go, man, four hours, like love WWE, but when is enough enough on the screen? Leave them wanting more as Graves put it. I remember being a a kid watching pay-per-views, Undertaker turning around in a limo saying, where to Stephanie fade to black. We're going to tomorrow night. Now I have to watch raw to see what happens. Everything correlates with every other show. Less is more. I'm in. Vic, I'm going to throw this one to you first since this right. is right in your real house. Uh, on Raw last night, we saw that former NXT women's champion Rhea Ripley will be coming soon to Raw. So I ask you first, are you in or are you out with Rhea Ripley leaving NXT? I'm very much in. This is someone who has won the NXT UK women's title, someone who has won the NXT women's title. I have no doubt she will do big things and bigger things on Monday Night Raw. Think about what she did in the Royal Rumble just a few weeks ago. I am in on Rhea Ripley becoming a huge star Monday nights. I also am in on Rhea Ripley. I was secretly hoping she was going to end up on Friday Night SmackDown because I am a fan of the nightmare, what she brings to the table. I think there are massive, massive things in her future sooner than later, to be perfectly honest. Uh, But I think no matter where she ends up, Rhea is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think Rhea on Raw is is a shot in the arm that the women's division could use. Corey, we saw this Friday on SmackDown, so I'm going to start with you. Bailey's new talk show, Ding Dong Hello, has taken off in the WWE universe. Are you in or are you out with Bailey's new vibe and catchphrase? I'm going to hear about this from multiple sources after this. Here's the <laughs> after the, after the audio of this hits the uh, the interwebs. I'm out. I'm what? out. I'm out. I love Bailey. I am a fan of Bailey. She entertains me. I love what she is capable of. She is my friend. Ding dong. Hello to me. Just seems like another talk show that you slap somebody's name on and act like it's a different show. I need more. I want to set a full set. I want to talk. show. here's a novel concept for you, Vic. How about a talk show within the walls of WWE that doesn't take place on a red carpet in the center of the ring with director's chairs? Yes, this one has a door and a sound effect, but I want I want the snake pit. I want Piper's pit. I want aesthetic. I want a barbershop, Vic. I want the whole thing to be different. Not in the middle of the ring with cheesy props. This has nothing to do with Bailey. I think she's capable of so much more. I think with the look in your eyes, you want to put me through that barbershop window sometimes when we're driving in a car, which you've been thinking about this for a long time. So I'm out on your thinking with the barbershop window and me going through it. I'm in on Bailey in the ring on SmackDown. It's fun. It's different. It's it's to me, it's entertaining. It's entertainment. I don't want to see the Kevin Owens show. I've seen it already. I Bring back the Heartbreak Hotel. Put her in a different setting. Fine. I, but I love it. I absolutely point, love it. What to- is the difference between the KO show and Ding Dong Hello, aside from a prop door and the host. There's a door. There's a ding. Next. 
No, I'm not done. There's a door. There's a ding. She has hey, a great Alex, wardrobe. I'm in she or wears out it on, on Fridays Vic, as a as a co-host. Fine, move on to the next one. Just because I'm in on it, I love it. All right, finally, guys. This she is has a great time. wardrobe, by the way, on Fridays. Thank you very much. I wear that a turtleneck a, better. That was a very interesting <laughs> top she was sporting on Friday night. All right, guys. Last question here. Uh, you spoke about it in the last segment before, but Bobby Lashley has a shot this coming Monday at the WWE Championship against The Miz. So are you in or are you out with a potential WWE champion, Bobby Lashley? If I were any further in, you would have to surgically remove me from Bobby Lashley. This is a long time coming. I love it so much. I have been singing the praises of Bobby for far too long, much like our guest later, Cesaro. Lashley is a guy that for me, I just see dollar signs when I look at him. It's just a matter of the stars aligning and putting him in the proper position. Here's a guy who loses the U.S. championship, lays out Drew McIntyre at the end of Elimination Chamber, and now is coming for the Miz in the WWE Championship. Give me Bobby Lashley marching into Raymond James Stadium as the WWE Champion against anybody. I don't care. I'm here for it. I'm in on Bobby Lashley as well. I love the fact that he's in the championship picture. What Corey and I talked about earlier, it's fresh, it's new, it's different. Bobby Lashley is someone who... I think scares the majority of people. If you were walking down the street or in an alley or were at a restaurant and you accidentally dropped your drink on Bobby Lashley and he turned at you and gave you a glare, you would probably wet your pants. So when it comes to Bobby Lashley, he is everything you think of when you want to talk about a WWE superstar and champion. He is imposing. He strikes fear in his opponents. He strikes fear in the viewers sitting at home. You watch Bobby Lashley and go, yeah, he can kick my ass. You know, he's not your everyday guy walking down the street. And Bobby Lashley has the record to back it up. MMA victories, mm -hmm. wrestling championships, amateur wrestling championships. I mean, Bobby Lashley is the genuine article. He is the real deal. And all the attention that gets sent his way, I completely agree with. Uh, and just, just for good measure, I love everything that the Hurt Business is doing. To me, they're the, the best part of Monday Night Raw. I'm going to do something out of character here. I'm going to ask you guys a follow-up because this is the in or out segment. And I'm in How many co-hosts do I need, Alex? <laughs> Back to Ding Dong Ditch. Bailey did a great job last Friday. It's Ding Dong Hello. Uh, ding so, Dong Hello. I don't know why I said Ding Dong Ditch. Let's just suck. say Bobby Lashley <laughs> wins the WWE Championship from The Miz this coming Monday on Raw. Who do you want to see Bobby defend on the big stage at Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania 37? I think there's an obvious answer that's floating out there, but I'm not going to give that obvious answer. I am. I, I am. You were going Brock to rock Lesnar. So oh, there you have it. That's that's the that's the one guy. That's the marquee. That's the name. That's something that's been teased. What would you say, Graves, for years? Bobby and definitely since Bobby it. came back, even before he was back in the WWE. I think it has so much potential. It draws, and that's a case again of you're looking across at two guys that you know physically would beat your ass if you were out in a bar and did something that they're now going to lock horns. It's not going to be a masterpiece. Nope. It's not going to be 30 minutes. Nope. It's going to be two uh, pit bulls in the ring. It's going to be two guys going at it. It's going to be human demolition derby. It's going to be great. And it's going to keep you glued on your television. Well, it, it would be if it became an actual realization. Yes, yes. I, I completely agree with you. I'm salivating at the thought of that. But who better? How about somebody else looking for an opportunity at WrestleMania? I know he's on Friday Night SmackDown, but uh, maybe we'll have to ask Cesaro about that. Ooh. Give me Cesaro and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship anywhere. 
But remember, dude, this is WrestleMania and it's two nights. You need multiple blockbuster attractions. I mean, historically speaking, there's always been some major matches. The biggest matches of the year take place at WrestleMania. But usually it's one night. You get people and you hold them captive for a few hours and you can show them everything mm-hmm. WWE has to offer. It's two nights this year. You need mega matches. So I, I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility. Maybe we'll speak it into existence. Maybe we will. And, you know, you know, out of that, I would love to see after what we witnessed at Elimination Chamber, if Bobby Lashley were to win the championship, Drew and Bobby. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate seeing Drew and Bobby go one-on-one at WrestleMania. No argument from me, but we have discussed enough amongst ourselves. We've been talking Elimination Chamber. This guy had a massive night, a great showing, even in defeat. But he is our guest this week on After the Bell, the Swiss cyborg, Cesaro. Cesaro, we're only a few days removed from your Herculean effort inside the Elimination Chamber. And the last anybody in WWE heard from you was via Twitter, where you sent this tweet out. It says, I've been driving for an hour in silence. I don't really know what to say. So close. Thanks to everyone who believed and still does. I still do. I appreciate you always. You've had a few days now to collect your thoughts, to take a deep breath, sweat out some of that angst. How are you feeling? That's a, quite the welcome here. Thanks, Corey. I didn't know that that's how we roll. And after the bell, I thought that they're like, oh, you just did talk a friendly talk. And uh, you hit me that with it. that one. All that right, was um, the extent of my preparation. I okay, just, I, I was I like, all right, geez, we're, we're off the races. Um, so I just I just said that tweet because like that's what was happening, right? Like I was just driving and I realized I didn't have like, usually you drive with music or podcasts or whatever. And I just didn't have anything on. And I was like, just thinking, thinking, thinking. I was like, oh, I'll just share this. And then like the next day, it's like, oh, emotional tweet, this and that. And I'm like, oh, I guess it came off a lot more. Uh, <laughs> Better than you hoped. <laughs> bitter, bitter, <laughs> like, well, I don't know, like if it came off like super sad or anything, but like, I was just like, it wasn't really, it was just a kind of like, all right, let's regroup and let's come back stronger from this kind of thing. I wasn't like, just how you felt in the moment, man. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just how I felt, and like I'm, I'm glad that um, uh, resonated with people. Look at me busting out the big words um, because I feel like it's, it was just how I felt, and I wanted to share it. And uh, yeah, I feel I feel great. I mean, next morning I went and worked out, and you know, I was like, all right, back to the grind. It's gonna be Friday soon again. So. Well, getting getting to be yourself and sort of wear your heart on your sleeve is something we've been able to see a little more of recently from Cesaro. Why now? Why after all these years are we finally getting to see what us in the locker room have known for years? <laughs> I was going to say, like, ah, I stopped caring what people think. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe that's it, know. though. Maybe that's it, though. Um, I think it kind of... It all started after... Um, I feel like it all started after, like, the bar broke up and I kind of... I predicted exactly what was going to happen to Seamus. I like, 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 it wasn't just a Herculean, it was a prophetic task that I did back okay. then. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I kind of told him exactly where we're going to end up in a year. And he was kind of like, no, that's not what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you'll do great and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, just watch. And that's kind of exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what happened because I just kind of got lost in the shuffle after the breakup and like, was trying to find myself and um, didn't really, you know, tried some different gears, tried some different that, like, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? And then the end of the year was kind of like, you know what? That's when um, uh, the, the like uh, pro wrestling purist uh, came up with that logo. Sure. Or like my, my buddy came up with it after some uh, like collaboration that went back to that gear. And that's what I stuck with. And I was like, okay, because like, that's me. That's what I can 
I identify with. And then um, I think this year, just kind of, I dove more into that and was like, you know what? I just sort of embraced it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I also heard this saying the other day, not the other day, but like a while back. And that was like one of your uh, strength is if you can uh, like acknowledge your weaknesses. And I'm like, okay, so what am I not good at? What I need help with? That's when I was like, oh, you know what? I'm, I, th- I think I'm very creative, but I can't always like express it. So sure. I, asked, I asked my buddy to help me with like the logos and stuff like that. So just like, because I'm very um, stubborn. So I always kind of want to like, all right, if I can do it myself, I'll do it myself, you know, kind of thing. And then I was like, you know what? Asking for help every now and again is not a bad thing. So, you know, playing off what uh, Graves just said to you, Cesaro, and, and getting to know you more really over the last year, everything you just said about the bar and, and going here and your gear. I mean, what drives Cesaro every day? You know, what makes you so motivated, even going back to sitting in that car in silence, to wake up the next day and go into the gym? I think you're just getting the habit of it. I mean, it sounds very silly, but I was always... I didn't I'm, call I'm, you a cyborg by accident. You are the closest thing to a machine <laughs> that I know. <laughs> thank you. True, though. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, uh, as, as, as my friends on Up, Up, Down, Down, and, and everybody that knows me, like you guys, uh, can tell I'm extremely competitive. Like, if you play, like, we can go out and play darts or throw axes. And, you know, it's a fun game, but if you don't think we're competing, you, you're wrong. You know, it's like one of those. Uh, so, like, everything. We, I have, like, this, uh, you know, like, the Apple Watch, or, like, the Whoop thing, where it, like, measures your sleep and it tracks your recovery. Like, yeah, yeah. We compete in that. We're like, okay, who has the highest recovery today? <laughs> who slept the longest? You know, kind of like, I'm just competitive that way. So to me, it was always like, okay, how can I get a little, a little bit better the next day? I don't have like long-term goals. Like a lot of people are like, oh, what are your New Year's resolutions? Like, I don't, I don't do that. I would rather do like, okay, what can I do? What can I start tomorrow that I know I'll continue for the rest of the week and then the month and then it becomes a habit. You know what I mean? So um, the motivation to me is just be better. And also I feel like I have a lot of, as a, as a superstar, there's a certain, or as WWE superstar, there's a certain, you have a certain responsibility being a role model because you know that a lot of people may look up to you and how you're handling uh, defeat, how you're handling difficult situations, how you overcome that stuff. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are really good with words and they tweet motivational quotes or whatever they good at. I'm not good at that. If you, if you're looking for motivational quotes or like, well, you know, workout like routines and stuff, follow somebody else. We just, we just have to wait for Cesaro to be bored in the car and then he drops. Exactly. Right, and and then, drops knowledge on everyone. But then, like, but then I, to me, it has to be authentic. Right. So like, I would sure. rather just like live it and then you can see it. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's it, actions will speak louder than, than words, you know? So that kind of thing. So to me, if I just, you know, if you, if you look at my career and it's been quite a while, like, I never want to go back and look at the picture and be like, oh, I was out of shape then. Like, it's like, oh, no, I was in shape then. It was, you know, I was maybe a little bit bigger or a little bit, little bit leaner, but I was always in shape. That's just one of the things that, like, I'm proud of, for example, you know. You mentioned the, the responsibility of being something of a role model. Who were some of your role models in the business or maybe outside of the business that you would credit for driving you to be who you are today? So this will sound incredibly weird, but I, I'm not the guy that has, like, a poster on the wall and be like, that's my guy. And it always has sure. been my guy. To me, it's more like... I just look around and look at like regular people. Like it can be somebody that all my friends growing up or like people that just work hard every day. You know, they, they go to work to provide for their family, you know, and, and that could be any job. They're just like, that's what they do. And then they come home and they be the, the best dad, mom, or whatever it is that bigger brother, younger brother, whatever it is, sister that they 
they can be, you know what I mean? So it's just like, what motivates them? What drives them? It's just like the love for what they do. And I feel like that's kind of what came through here in the, in, in my talk and smack promo. And like now it's like, I, I love wrestling. I'm very lucky to do it. I gave up a lot uh, to be here and I want to just enjoy it because I don't want to look back and be like, Oh man, those last two years I was, I was angry a lot. And that brought everybody down. I would rather have like, okay, we had a lot of fun. It was me and my friends. We were hanging out doing podcasts, you know, we were like chilling before the show, telling fun dad jokes. So to me, it's maximizing your time and, and, and having a good time with it. And, you know, we had, uh, uh, some tragic deaths in our, you know, uh, in our midst, like last year. And I think that opened a lot of people's eyes and it's just, life is too fragile to just take it for granted. And I feel like, I mean, I call myself to that. Like sometimes that's what I've done. I'd be like, Oh, you know, you know like I can be grumpy today because I want to see that person again tomorrow. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's kind of, no, we just need to live each day. That, that's awesome because Graves and I, as much as we've traveled in a car, there are those days where we're just like, ah, what are we doing tomorrow? And then we kind of click and go, what are we doing tomorrow? We're going to work. We're going to call wrestling. We're going to see yeah. our friends. We're going to eat free food. We're going to sit in the locker room and make jokes. And it, it's something just to keep in our own minds to make sure what we're looking at in, in life and what we're doing every day. It becomes like a mindset, right? Uh, if you're swirling negativity a lot, that becomes a mindset. And if you try to be positive, that becomes a mindset. And don't get me wrong. Hey, um, if some of our friends listen to this, they're like, oh man, he's complaining a lot. But like, it's like, you need your friends. Like you need your car rides where you can just vent and get it all out of your system. Yeah. Because like, you can't just eat it all in because it will, it will eat you alive. Like if the, you, you've done that, where you just like, you eat something in for so long and then it just spews out and then it comes out in a way you don't want it. So it just like, need to get the negativity out, talk about it. And if like, we all have our close circle of friends where you can talk about anything, uh, you know, get it out, process it, work it over, and then use it for something positive. And for me, that's a lot of time, like when I'm angry or when I'm frustrated or whatever, like I used that for my workouts, you know, because like, that's the me time. So I have time for just myself. I listen to my music, I work out and all my anger and frustration, I put it in that and I use it for something good or like, uh, just trying to use it for something creative or something that I will, well, something that I want to do. So um, I think that's the important part. We're talking about frustration and, and all of the negatives that can sort of build up through this insane world in which we exist. Has there ever been a time as much as you love pro wrestling and what you do that Cesaro woke up and looked in the mirror and said, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Yes. I, I mean, like I would be lying if I would say no, you know, because I feel like, I was never like, oh my God, I'm over it. You know, but it was like a question. It was like, especially I feel within the last year, I think a lot of us had, you know, it was a difficult year for everybody because our, the, the way the whole world works completely changed. So I feel like a lot of people may have that where they wake up and they were like, what am I doing? Like rethinking it. And to me, uh, what I loved about um, pro wrestling so much was obviously the interaction with the fans, the, f the fact that it's like sports entertainment. And it sounds so silly, but like I love sports entertainment. Like that's what I grew up with, you know, like it's the way to engage an audience, you know, to, to have them be part of your match, of your story, of that emotion. And losing that, it was kind of like, whoa, this is something completely different that we're doing now. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Kind of like, can I, can I, can I still do it? Can I still do it to the way, uh, and the level that I want to do it, you know? Um, so 
that's kind of the thought process. Like I always loved what I'm doing. Like every time I step in the ring, I'm like, I can have a really bad day. And then like I walk out and like my, my brain and my, like on the inside, I just light up. Like there's never a moment I'm in the ring and be like, I don't like this. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I know you and I have discussed it before about how when from bell to bell, wrestling is an international language. It doesn't matter what you're speaking. You have the ability to pull the strings and be the puppet master from the time the bell rings until the, the segment ends. Yes. And so like to me, like that was the thing, like no matter what you're doing on TV or what, you know, if you just have like a little bit of TV time or whatever, uh, I've been going through, I've, I've been through a lot in my career, but it's like, then you go to live events and then you go to tours and you see people in different countries and you get to meet them and you get to talk to them. Uh, and you get to perform in front of them and they're just so excited, you know, to, for you to be there. And that's something I miss, but it's then like, you have the responsibility of like, well, those people are still watching, right? right those people right. still mm -hmm. like, that's what I was like, okay, my job is to stay healthy to the best of my ability, stay in shape to the best of my ability, and then go and perform every week and provide that same form of entertainment and try to come up with new ways to engage the viewers, you know what I mean? Like that's because it's like, you know, like that's a part of the routine that we were able to keep like in everybody's it lives. It was consistent. Yeah. It yes. was consistency. I would exactly. say that that's, that's one thing, one area where WWE maybe uh, blew expectations out of the water because every major league was having to make concessions and sure there's no live crowd, but to, to our credit, everybody on the production side of things and, and through the TV deals, we were able to be consistency, not only for us in our business, but for pop culture and Americana. Well, that's what I mean for like everybody around the world. It's like, if, if, if your whole world changed and got thrown up and down, upside down, up and down. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was one thing that was consistent that was the WWE programming, right? And that's like, if, if, if somebody can just rely on that and that gives them that little piece of, of, of anchoring in the day or the week that like, okay, some stuff still stays the same. And I'm like, I want to be part of that. I want to be that constant in somebody's life. That's like, okay, that's what we can count on, you know? And, um, I mean, like hats off to everybody in WWE, like production stuff and everybody. Like, I think we just found different ways like podcasts or like YouTube and uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is to just pump out more content uh, to help people get through it, whatever, because now people consume stuff differently. So it's just, you know, it, it's a different world. And I, I think it's fun. To play off of um, positivity when you're talking about being positive and to maybe talk more about this conversation as well. To Corey's point, WWE was the thing that was the escape for people every single Monday, every single Wednesday, every single Friday, no matter what was going on in your world, which was rough for a lot of people, that was the one thing you can count on. To talk about the positive things for us in the WWE, I would argue that it made all of us better because we had to find different ways of performing in the ring like yourself. I think of Bailey and the way she changed her whole aspect of what she was doing in the ring to become more entertaining. How helpful actually has it been this year to add another layer to your game? And in general, not just speaking for yourself. See, I think it's just really good performers. They always find a way. I mean, like not just performance. I mean, like even like, like, like we just talked about production, everybody like really good people who are really good at their job. They sure. always find a way right. to Absolutely. adapt and get um, better. And uh, 
you know, you see the people, like you said, like Bailey, there's, I'm, I'm not going to name names because I'm going to forget too many, but like so many people found new ways to engage the crowd, to interact with them. And um, it's just, it, it was, it was one of those things. I think me and Brian had one of the first um, matches in the performance center when it was like in front of no people. Mm-hmm. We were like, we, we were both like, we won't, no, 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 give us a long match. Give us a long match because we can, like we can do something special here because it's like the first time people see this. So we have a chance to like, picking up the pace. We can do stuff that maybe necessarily in front of a live crowd doesn't work as well. Um, but on TV will work maybe better. Uh, it, it, we, we were all me and me and a bunch of my friends, you know, like that, that I talked to about wrestling and stuff. We were like watching matches and we're looking like what works and what doesn't without an audience, because there's certain things, certain moves, certain sequences, that just don't look, you, you can't explain it. It's just, I mean, Corey knows, and, and I mean, like both of you know, because you, you watch it all the time. There's certain things that just doesn't work without a crowd as well. So you have to do those little adjustments. Conversely, I would say I'm very curious to go back maybe five, 10 years from now and see some of the matches that took place in the performance center with no crowd, because it was awkward for all of us. Right. But you, you mentioned Brian and Brian was, I think, the first one that I saw in the midst of all this and went, he doesn't care. Daniel Bryan's going to go out there and wrestle his heart out, no matter whether there's fans here or we're in an empty stadium. Or And he, some of the matches off the top of my head, uh, you you and him, AJ and Bryan, uh, Bryan and King Corbin, the whole Intercontinental title tournament, those matches, if you had put them in front of an audience, we probably would have had some classics on our hand. Instead, they're going to be classic, but for a whole different reason. Hundred percent, and you know it was uh, uh, me and Brian. We like wrestled all through the break because we were like, no, 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 we we keep going. Like it's just a mental. Like I, yeah. I, I can't stop. Like what, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, we we go. Uh, it's just, and, and it's the same. Like you can hear the announcers, right? So like I can hear you announce while I'm wrestling, and that's that weird thing of like you start picking up stuff because then it's like, oh, oh, it's just like. Like I said, like your mind in, in just way, gets blown. Would you say it was as close to, to what you would have as uh, listening to a reaction from a, a live crowd? Because uh, I know yeah. Brian had mentioned that to me too, that he can hear us for the first time, which is a whole different world. So yeah, so like I can, I have that. And then, you know, like uh, doing, doing the, the whole PC run stuff, I was in a lot of like tag matches with Shinsuke and like with Sammy. So like there was that, that there was always somebody on the outside or when you were on the outside, you can yell and you can talk, but then it's also, okay, now, well, before the camera may have picked it up. Now it's like, well, they can clearly oh, they're gonna hear it. Yeah. They're yeah. going to clearly hear it. So you can't just be out there and like yell nonsense or something that's like maybe funny to you or an inside joke or something, which is like always fun. But like everything gets picked up. So you have a chance to say stuff that maybe people pick up or works for the story or whatever. So it's like, it's a whole different ball game, you know, like new doors open, stuff like that. So like you always find different ways. And like hearing the commentary is, is it helps because then sometimes you can even adjust stuff because you realize, oh, they picked up on this. Let's uh, continue with that. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, yeah. because you know, sort of choose your own had, adventure. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, we had that conversation, like something that's like, because it's art, right? So something that, that like, I may think you will pick up, you don't, but you pick up something completely different, right? So like, it's like, oh, like you said, like choose your own adventure. It's just, it's different. It's exciting because that's kind of how you have to look at it, right? Like we did a lot more stuff backstage, a lot of more stuff like with the uh, um, cinematic matches. The Money in the Bank in the WWE headquarters, Yeah, I so wish I would have been part of that. I had yeah. like so many ideas because I was like, that needs to be like an action movie. Like yeah. just, <laughs> just like 
runners off the tables and like running drop kicks with like a rolling on a chair because we all done that when we were alone in our office or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> just silly, you know, fun stuff. Basically take everything that happens in the TVL locker room and just all the weird ideas we have and just put it now into a show and into yeah, a match. Yeah, you know, it, and, and, it, and it makes people take risks. I always try to take risks in my matches. I mean, not like I want to hurt, you know, like not those kind of risks is like getting hurt. More like, I like outside this, the, yeah, let's see if it works. You know, right. like if it doesn't, well, like now, like with, that's why I love live events. It's like, let's just try it see if the crowd reacts and if they don't uh, let's see how we can fix it and i feel um that's the that's the fun part that's what that's why i love wrestling because it's interacting with people and it's like it's um it's like a conversation right you get to know people on a different level and you get to interact with them if you've never been to the maryland renaissance festival you don't know what you're missing. There's so much to see and do. It's like a 16th century theme park with shops and pubs, food and games, live jousting, crafts and music, 10 stages with nonstop entertainment. Fun for the whole family. Saturdays, Sundays, and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th. Near Annapolis, the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Time travel to fun. I love that you described pro wrestling as art, because I know for a fact, I believe that many people do. What about the art is what Cesaro loves the most? I think it's the interaction with people. I think that it brings people together because, you know, especially nowadays, I think a lot of differences between people get um, talked about a lot or pointed out a lot. Like, oh, we're different like this. Or we look different or we talk different or whatever. But nobody talks about how we're all the same. Right. Like, I feel like negativity sells better than positivity. Right. So, sure. uh, so I feel like a lot of times uh, people point out the differences instead of what brings us all together. And um, I feel like wrestling just brings people together because when we, when we do live events, like you see people from all walks of life, from all ages, and they're all there to have a good time, you know? And it's like, how can you reach them all and make them all feel the same? You know, even though we're all so different, they all come and have a good time and they all get excited when the good guy wins and get mad when the, when the, when the bad guy wins. So it's kind of fun. It's emotion, man. That's, that's what we're always chasing. It's emotion and it's bringing people together and forging memories with them. Right. Like, because in, in the end, if, if you look back at your career, you want it, um, you want it to be remembered, but how does that work? Right. It's, it's, if people remember the emotion that you shared with them. Right. So correct. Uh, the more moments you had that touched the more people, the better, you know what I mean? So, um, I feel like that's what I love about it. It's how you, you can bring people together and you share a moment uh, in time and in your life with them. You know, if they're like, man, I was there in, I don't know, London when, uh, you and Seamus had that, uh, you know, like the best of seven match number, I think it was five or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was awesome. We're like, oh yeah, we were, we were there. We shared that moment and we can talk about it. It gives something in common. And um, I think that's what I love about wrestling. And you and Abbott, if you think of WrestleMania a few years ago, it was WrestleMania Graves helped me in New Orleans. 30. Maybe when you, when you won the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial 30. Battle Royal and, and you, you had big show up and all of a sudden you just saw 
Cesaro sections going in. And those were people from what walks of life from where in the world. That's what's cool about WrestleMania. Think about all the countries, all the fans that came in and there were, doesn't matter the race, the religion, didn't matter any of that holding those Cesaro section signs coming together for that one to what you just said, brief moment in time. They'll always remember. And that's the thing. It's like, you see all those people dead there. They're, they're from, like you said, from all over the world. And if you, if you go out and if we have a drink, I don't drink, but if it's like, Oh, you have WrestleMania too. I'll buy one. Let's talk. Who's your favorite wrestler? It brings people together, right? Yeah, yeah. I met I met you guys through wrestling. I met right. so many of my clothes. I met some I of my clothes. I met through friends. drinking, actually. That's yeah. how we came <laughs> See? <laughs> see? Cesaro so, so, and I would have never been friends yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but see what I'm saying? But, but see what I'm saying? It's like I met so many of my friends and uh, of my closest companions like, through wrestling, right? And I've met people that I never thought I would meet or could meet through wrestling. And it's just... I feel like that's what's important, right? You, you make those personal connections. And I'm sure a lot of listeners or viewers, um, they've met some of their closest friends or some of their friends through wrestling. And those are really good friends and really good relationships. You know what I mean? So um, I think like as much as we like to be like, oh, you like that guy? Well, screw you. You know, I'm a Cesaro fan. You know, like just because you... you our Cesaro fight doesn't mean you can't like somebody else too. You know what I mean? It's like, it's resting. It's all, it's all together. Yeah, I think everybody's very quick to slap a label and try to categorize everything. It's yes. Like, no, wrestling's awesome. I, I get as much of a thrill out of watching you do something. Super I love human. wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except, right? <laughs> but, but it is, it's, it's thrilling to watch Cesaro have a, do some spectacular wrestling with a Daniel Bryan. And then the next segment the fiend is on fire. It truly is just whatever you want it to be, whatever you want to get out of wrestling, you yes. can find. Sometimes yes. it takes a little homework. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit, but it is something for everyone. You know, I do a lot of international media um, because I would like to help other countries or, uh, you know, like cultures where wrestling maybe is not as big uh, to help understand. And they always ask me like, well, how would you like describe it? And I always say like, well, imagine like a comic come to life and you can actually go see it and touch and say hello to your superheroes, right? Because like, that's what it is. Like yeah. you watch wrestling, you find your, you know, like your Avengers or your, you know, whatever your Marvel or DC guy, that's up to you. You know, you you find your Batman or Superman or whatever. And we actually come to your town or to your country and you can come see us and you may get a high five or you can interact. You know, that's like, that's how I see wrestling. So the more different guys we have, different characters we have, the better, right? Because there's a guy that likes, like you said, like, you know, uh, the, the fiend and the fire and the crazy, you know, like cinematics and the likes. And there's a guy that just likes to see some guy wrestle or and then like, and then there's different ways to it. They see, they like to see like Braun Strowman just mowing people over sure. or they like to see Rey Mysterio like flying across the ring. So it's like, there's something for everyone, you know? Absolutely. Oh, again, it's, it's art and art is in yeah. the eye of the beholder. So it, it, that's what it's about. And enough Cesaro being humble. I'm going to just talk about the elephant in the room because you mentioned international an media and you, you and I had a little bit of a discussion at elimination chamber briefly uh, about media and how some things can be, you know, misconstrued or taken out of yeah. context last week on this very show. I'm going to sit back sit, for this one, Graves, yeah, and enjoy I, I it. I sat here and I gushed about Cesaro. And, and I say that not only because you're my friend and I enjoy your company, because I genuinely believe it. And it excites me knowing that the WWE Universe, hopefully this time, get to see what Cesaro truly is capable of. I drew a comparison. 
I figured it would be met with some blasphemy. I figured people would be pissed off at me going, how dare you? But I actually got quite a bit of support. I compared you to one of a hero to all of us, Bruno San Martino. And I wasn't saying from an accolade standpoint, I was saying from a potential. If you look at Cesaro in the same light that fans used to view Bruno San Martino, I think they will be pleasantly surprised and understand Cesaro more as a whole. I need a reaction. <laughs> I just feel extremely flattered, you know? Um, I met Bruno and like, that's when he was uh, older. When he was coming here for the Hall of Fame, I believe it was uh, WrestleMania 29, I think. He was older and he was still in like great shape, right? Like he was walking well, he was there, he was talking to everybody. And I'm like, man, that's how I want to be when I'm, when I grow up, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, so it's like, he was just that, that kind of guy. And like that com comparison, it means a lot because he was a hero to immigrants, right? Like to sure. like Italian immigrants coming in from Italy. And like, I always saw myself as, I want to be a good role model for anybody into it, wants to like believe it's like the American dream and wants to live their, their weird, weird dream, whatever that may be. Because I'm a kid from Switzerland that wanted to be a pro wrestler. And like wrestling is still, is not big in Switzerland. Like I, the other day there was like an article that was like, oh, this Zara guys has as many followers as, you know, like the, the like uh, captain of the Swiss soccer team. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, it was like, what? Who is that guy? So it's kind of, um, it's cool because it's, it just shows that like, if, if you love something and if you're willing to pursue it, uh, you know, you can, you can do anything, I feel. Um, and that's the kind of message that I would like to help spread, you know, and like if you just, just keep at it and keep working hard, um, you kind of make your own like, legacy in a way. I would rather live by example than, you know, tell everybody what I'm doing. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And like with Bruno, I felt it was the same way. Like he was not super flashy, but he was there and he was strong as an ox. He you know, was he was authentic. just like, he, he was, he was exactly, he was, he was authentic. And in every single, um, you know, thing that I did on WWE TV and before, like I always try to find something authentic that I 100% identify with. And um, even if that's just anything I do in the ring, because like when it comes to that, that's, that's all my choosing. That's what I want to do. And I feel like that's when people see the true me. Like you, you brought up Elimination Chamber, like those 20, 30 minutes that I was in there, like that's when you get to see me on a personal level that you may never have another chance, if that makes sense. Because it's like, that's just me having fun being in pain, <laughs> like doing, doing whatever I think is fun or good or right at that exact moment. It's just me. It's like setting a child loose in Disneyland, just <laughs> saying here, you can do whatever you want. Here's anything you could possibly use. Yes. That was, that was Cesaro that night. And it's just, it's, it's just me. And it's like, uh, you know, I have any, anytime I'm in there with, they always have like, you know, like dream opponents and stuff. And I'm like, so like me and Jay were in there, right? And I'm like, I wrestled, me and Seamus wrestled the Usos. Me and Tyson Kidd wrestled the Usos. I think me and Swagger wrestled the Usos. Me and Shinsuke wrestled the Usos. It's like, I've wrestled him so many times, but like now it's different because it's singles. He has this newfound character. He has this newfound everything. Swagger. I feel like I have this newfound swagger. So it's like, although we've wrestled a bunch of times, it's new again. And then there's Sammy and there's Kevin and Brian and Corbin. And it's like, it's all those different interactions and that's what makes it interesting to me because it's two characters meeting at a specific time, you know, and that's what creates magic because like 
you know, like Austin and Brett, right? That match happened at the right time between the right two characters. That's why it's magic, you know? So like, to me, I always try to find that little bit of magic in every match I have. So that's why I say like, that's when you probably find the, the true me. So like, that's why your comparison, uh, very long winded answer. That's why, my, <laughs> that's why your comparison to Bruno uh, meant a lot because I felt like he was very authentic and that's what I'm trying to be. So if I can be a tenth of that, I'm, I'm a happy guy. So thank you. When it comes to authenticity, William Regal always said, if you believe it here and it comes out through your eyes, you know, I believe more so now in Cesaro just getting to know you because to me, and we said it last week, Graves, best in the world is Cesaro, hands down inside the ring. And I, I want to know when it comes to being real and you hear the comparisons to Bruno from Graves, what do you make of the taglines when people say, oh, he's the best in the world. He's the best in the world. Is that just back to different people looking at it differently because of the art that takes place? Yeah, definitely. Like if somebody says that, that's definitely, it's a huge compliment, right? And because I mean, how can it not be, right? And it's, from somebody that's a fan, from somebody that, that watched wrestling, I don't know how many years, you know what I mean? Like, so of course it means, but I also understand that two different people, different performers are best in the world, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. like, you know, like there's always like that, like, oh, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And like, yeah, there's certain like, okay, like from a, from a drawing perspective, from a influence perspective, you know? So it's like, but again, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? It's like, it's like, there are certain things that just become kind of ingrained with like, for example, with art, right? Like the Mona Lisa is just like, that's, that's the painting, right? Right. But I'm sure you can find somebody that was like, well, that doesn't do anything for me. You know what I mean? Right. So like, especially yeah. nowadays, you know, so uh, where everything is so uh, networked, but to me, it, it's a huge compliment. And it's also like, if, if, if it comes from somebody uh, that I respect and admire, uh, I feel like that means even more. I'm going to ask you to take the uh, Cesaro hat off and I want to speak to Claudio because <laughs> uh -huh. here we are a few months removed from WrestleMania. It's, it's right around the corner here. It's right around Best the corner. Best case scenario. We're not talking about what would make sense from a logic standpoint, what would make the best. I'm asking Claudio, the man who has loved nothing more than pro wrestling his entire life. Raymond James Stadium, two-night WrestleMania. Who's Cesaro across the ring from and why? Ah, uh, see, I'm extremely excited for that, for that night. Or oh, for those two nights, two nights in Dream of Gyms. Because I think we're going to have fans back, right? So that's the plan, I think. That's the plan. So um, that's a big deal because I feel like I created some momentum for me going into WrestleMania. And, you know, as, as sad as I am that I didn't uh, win El Nation Chamber, you know, when I win a big title, like a world title or universal title, like I would want the WWE universe to be there or my fans to be there. So at least to, again, to share that moment. It's kind of like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make any noise? Right. So like, oh. <laughs> this is, this is purely fantasy booking. This is Here's just a fantasy booking. So, um, this is to just, me, I'm trying to rile up the internet. That's basically I know. I, 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 <laughs> it's the weekly thing he likes to do. <laughs> Riling up the internet. Um, I don't want to say infamous because I'm only infamous to myself as to never answer your question like that because they're always like, well, so, uh, WrestleMania, any WrestleMania main event like you want to be in, who is it? I always say like, oh, whoever's the WWE or Universal Champion. Like that's my non-answer, right? <laughs> Don't counter uh, my question with logic. Just, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so to me, um, okay, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I would love to. I look, you know, a singles match at WrestleMania would be uh, would mean a really lot to me. 
um, and and have. Here's the thing, though: the locker room is full of people that I would love to have a match with. Right? Uh, the thing is to have a match that people are invested. Right? So me and Seth Rollins started doing something uh, on SmackDown. So maybe there's something there. Um, I always have in. It, in my back pocket, uh, you know, the best of seven between me and Sheamus that still hasn't been decided. So that would be, exactly right. So like, so like that's still one that would be out there. Um, you know, like there's, you know, for example, Big E, you know, for the, for the IC title, Shinsuke, you know, there's like a bunch since, uh, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, Roman and, uh, oh yeah. What's happening with the, the, Roman the world Edge. title, right? Roman is spoken for. That's kind of what I meant, right, uh, right, main, right. you know? So and yes. then I was like, oh, Miz, yeah, he's defending next week. Oh, uh, what is it? Monday against Bobby. Right. So, uh, we have to wait and see what happens there. Um, so to me, I just, I, w- I would love to have a singles match um, at WrestleMania and uh, have a good, good build up and good story in going into it. And um, I feel like this year, this is uh, a big, big possibility. And um, every time somebody asks me like, what's your dream match or your match at Mania? I'm like, I don't know. Because like, if there's a good story into it, who, like literally the locker room, dude, I, we looked around the locker room the other day. There's like nobody I didn't, I wouldn't want to, like have a match with. I think it's, it's great. It's, it's a great problem to have. Exactly. Like it's like stacked. There's no, like, there's no like, Oh God, I don't want to wrestle that guy. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's a, a couple, but uh, you know, it's a, you don't want to mention that. No, <laughs> 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 but it's, it's like, if you have a story, it's, it, it's great. Like one of my favorite matches, I think is uh, me and me and Seamus against Braun and uh, John Cone's kid. Right. Nicholas. Like, yeah. Against Nicholas, because it was a zero stress all that day. Zero. It was just like, just enjoy it. Like what you always want to do is just like, but you can just enjoy it because you know, it's just fun. Yeah. And then that's like, everybody was like, especially with mania, everybody's like, oh, big match. And, and like, we're just like, no, we're just going to have fun. And it was so different from everything. Wait, wait so you mean to tell me that Cesaro wasn't a, a head case and a basket case because of what happened at WrestleMania? You mean to tell me you enjoyed of the course. pinnacle of our industry? Uh, so to me, like, that's why I said, like, I love wrestling, but to me, like, it's sports entertainment, right? Like, it's it's fun. It's it's people's, like, that's why it's people's emotions, right? Like, that match was like, oh, my God. If I was a kid and I've seen Braun pick a kid out of the audience, I want to be that kid. Yeah. I remember that moment when it was uh, one of us against, against you know, Sheamus and Cesaro. Like, that's fun. That's a moment. That's something you share. That's like... That's why I love wrestling, right? Like, I grew up in the Steiner Brothers against the Quebecers, right? I hated yeah. the Quebecers because Johnny Polo was cheating the whole time, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Brett and Owen, I was on I was on Owen's side because, you know, Brett didn't tag out. Yeah, when he kicked his leg yeah, at the Rumble. You know what I'm saying? He should have. Should have tagged out. So, like, but it's the emotion that we have to it, right? Like, as much as I love the wrestling-wrestling aspect, to me, it's it, it, it's a package, you know? Love and it. Nicholas has a record that will never be broken. It, it, I can't it, see yeah. anyone that'll ever be a younger champion. Younger, but he's also no longer. Uh, he's now joins Michael Cole in the undefeated at WrestleMania category. That oh, is yeah, true. Yeah. true. Michael Cole has done everything, by the way. Right? <laughs> everything. <I know>. Crazy. <laughs> I'm very excited for that because, again, I'm always looking for challenges. I'm always looking for you to improve it. And I feel like that's something that would be fun to dive into. Beat the crap out of Rollins is probably the answer. <laughs> well, that'd be a good one. Sign me up. Yeah, you can sign the whole world up for that one. The question I have is, what is the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle 
and a well-dressed man on a bicycle. Don't shake your head at me, Corey. He's going to know it. A tricycle on the bicycle, right? Yeah. Poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a, on a bicycle. It's something with a wheel. It's a tire. Ah. Uh, uh, dad jokes galore. Grace yeah. hates dad jokes, I'm, by the way. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to pivot as quick as I oh, possibly no, can. Okay, okay, okay. I can't okay, let this train, pivot. I can't let the train Don't get out of pivot. Space. Cesaro, you're the guest. No. You have all the keys to the car here. You go. Come on. No, uh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> he likes me better. <laughs> well, okay. So what do you call ah, two birds? Yes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call two birds stuck together? I don't know. Well, crows. Oh, well, crows. Oh, no. Did you ever hear the rumor oh, about butter? No. Uh, yeah. Well, it's spreading. Yeah, it shouldn't spread it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, so just, just, <laughs> this is actually something. Did you know that there's no vampires in Africa? Really? Why is that? Yeah, because they all come from Europe, right? I mean, like all vampire stories that you hear, generally, they're always from Europe, right? Right. Do you know why that is? Why is that? Well, so you know how you kill vampires, right? Like, like a one of the ways, thanks to the heart. Yeah, and like one of the other ways is um, like a silver bullet. Like, no, yes, no, that's, that's a werewolf. That's werewolf. Yeah, um, uh, uh, holy water, right? Yes, holy water is one of the way, right? And um, from what I heard, they uh, they bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> Graves, you can have your, you can have the show. I, think back. I had him, I had him hooked, but he was like, no, no, that's a werewolf. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> see, that's be, how you, that's how, that's how you get me so when I see you at the BC. Oh, the so uh, here's the problem now. Every time you hear that song, you'll think of me and my stupid. Show. Well, speaking, <laughs> so, you know, speaking of, and everybody at home too. So you know, now we share that moment, and every oh, time you hear man. that song, you will smile and you will think. We were in Toto, be damned. I now think of Cesaro. <laughs> well, exactly. speaking of music, he talked about working out. What rock uh, group has four men that don't sing? What rock group has four men who don't sing? Mount Rushmore. You can have that one. You're done. You're cut what off. Do you mean I'm if done. We, Alex, can we mute Vic for uh, the rest of this conversation? Uh, I'm. Oh my goodness. Uh, Cesaro, before, before I let you go, I do want to ask, because Vic and I were chatting about it prior to your arrival this morning. Do you still make your own ring gear? Uh, no. Uh, so actually, well, two-part question. Uh, I do not. Uh, I do make my ring jackets. So, well, I, I make them. It's a little bit um, far-fetched. I, I buy the ring jackets and then I put the logos and stuff on it. That's fair. That's, that's more than I so, ever did. So, so yeah, um, but uh, yes, I did used to make my own um, ring gear. And I, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, to, to that point, you tweeted the other day that you enjoy ironing. And I do enjoy ironing too, because it's very relaxing. It it's is, like right? Shooting <laughs> because it's warm, there's steam, you're doing something, you see a result. My, my favorite thing is when I get to a hotel, the first thing I do is take everything out of my bag, iron it and hang it. And King Corbin was actually making fun of me because of my post about how much I enjoyed ironing to the point where he tested me out and asked me if I would iron his shirt at television, which I did so successfully. Yeah. And okay. So here's the other thing too, right? When you iron a shirt, you wear the shirt underneath the suit. I have to iron the sleeves. I have to iron the cuffs. I have to iron the back. And it all has to be perfect, even though I'll put the jacket on and crumple it hey, within a minute. You mean to tell me some people don't iron the whole shirt? Uh, that's what I've seen. I've seen people just do the front. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. it has to be, it, everything has to be, the creases have to be out. Yeah. I'm a, I'm very meticulous mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. But with yeah. the suit jacket graves, I don't have to iron the back. You don't even see it. 
I thought you were muted. Obviously, I, yeah, I was about to say. Me. I was about to say, Vic. I just lost a sliver of respect for you there. I'll get it back with it. I'll text you later. <laughs> oh, please, please, yeah. No, uh, if you're an announcer, right? Wouldn't you have a suit that's tailored to you sitting down? Because you know how it always shifts weirdly when you sit down. That's a valid point. So you should have a suit tailored, especially the jacket, I'll to keep when that you in sit mind for down. WrestleMania. That's, that's actually a, that's a great point. It always looks weird when you sit down. Trust me, I know, because it's like you have to unbutton the button and whatever. It's like, yeah. Right, right. Especially when we have to keep our buttons sealed at the table. That is, yes. that is a, an order. You get the chest been... puff. Yeah, exactly. you, you, you get the weird wrinkles. So yeah, that's when. The, huh. that's why you need to get the jacket tailored to where you're sitting down. And then when you walk out, you have it open, and then you sit down and you close it. Yeah. No, you're It will just make a little right. bit of difference. Well, I'm, I'm going to follow up on my on my ironing tweet because obviously Cesaro's great at ironing. Is there anything that you can't do? I mean, what's something that you only know in your life because of pro wrestling that has nothing to do with pro wrestling? Uh, I'll, okay, um, and then uh, this is a two-part answer right there. Uh, I would say right now, uh, let's say League of Legends because I was introduced to it thanks to our... Uh, collab that we did when we did WWE versus NXT League of Legends okay. game so that and that's also I feel like one of the things that as much as I practice I don't get better at it I just keep getting worse and worse and worse at it so it's like <laughs> one of those that like I play it I'm like okay I'm gonna get better at it I'm gonna get better at it I just keep losing and I'm like oh why am I doing this and I keep doing it there we have it there, there's the one shortcoming Cesaro possesses he's not great <laughs> at League of Legends Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I see. I feel like I have many shortcomings and uh, I feel that's okay. I feel like people need to embrace the shortcomings, right? Because that's what makes yourself, us that's part of part of true strength. Yeah, I, I would. I love to fail, right? Because then that's how you learn. And like, as much as I hate to fail, you can appreciate the value in failure. Exactly, right? Like, I'm not trying to fail, but if I do, okay, well, let's try to learn from it. And then I, you know, like harp on it for like three days and be like, and then uh, finally move on. But, <laughs> you know, to each their own process. I feel like there's, there's many things that just, we need to be okay with it and uh, work on it. You know, that's how we all grow. I feel like everybody, you know, everybody wants to be successful or good at something overnight. It doesn't happen overnight, right? I mean, like you guys know that. Yes, you get placed on the announced boot of uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT or whatever overnight. And then you sit there and you're like, okay, I'm here. And it has to go. But that doesn't happen overnight. That's like the, the overnight success. It's because people just see you from one day to the other. And then all of a sudden you're on TV calling right, wrestling. Yeah. They yeah. don't see the 20 years that went into it or the like hours you put in, you know, like learning every little detail or what goes into that. They just see that the end result of the success. And they're like, I want to do that too. It takes forever. And here you are talking about how you weren't much for inspirational quotes. No, Look at that. Just, just drop, uh, just dropping some gems for us here. Cesaro, here it is. 2021 WrestleMania is around the corner. The world is finally paying attention to Cesaro. What do they need to know? Just how much I appreciate everybody that um, has followed my career and still believes uh, because I sure do. And, um, if you have taken any bit of inspiration or, um, strength from my journey and applied it to yours, um, I thank you for it. If you have, you know, like tweeted, said, posted, uh, or come to a show in, in, in support, like, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I had the chance to uh, record a video for 
uh, a fan that had, I think it was, I believe it was like three open heart surgeries. And um, during that time, he like watched three of our matches and really enjoyed them. And like, I was able to like send me a video message and he sent me one back. And it was just like, those are the little things that like, whoa, I never even, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't think of that because like, you know, I don't, I don't read all the stuff, all the, you know, like ads and whatever online, because, you know, I want to enjoy your life. <laughs> well, like, no, no, sure. but like, I feel like that's a message to everybody. It's like as much as fun as it is to spend your life online and like interact with people, interact with people in your like real life as well, you know, like go outside, do something, go on a walk. Like I started, like, I feel like a lot of people in like last year, they started going on walks or bike rides and stuff. And like just waving to people saying hello, like, it's fun. You know, it's like, it's like life stuff, you know? Um, so I just want to tell everybody that I really appreciate them. I appreciate, uh, I think it's kind of the similar sentiment to what I said on Talking Smack. You know, everybody that's out there working hard, doing their best and they're doing what they believe is right or the right thing because that's their conviction and not because, oh, I get a reward for it or I get ahead because of it. No, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, all the first responders, all the, all the, all the people working in, in, in healthcare, like I've, I've seen videos of just like, you know, they've working 18, 19 hour shifts a day, like for a year straight. And that's just what they do because that's what they believe in. I'm like, so then like, how can anybody else complain really, you know, to me, um, it's just kind of like put yourself in perspective and see how you can uh, help or inspire or, or do something. And I appreciate that. And that's what I take to the ring with me every time I go out there and I want to, I just want to do the best and give everybody a, a fun time. So, um, as cheesy as that sounds, it was dead on. It was dead on. <laughs> that's it what I love. Great. And like, and here's the other thing too, what I think will be doing WWE, it, it's, it's a team effort, right? I mean, like so many times, uh, people don't see that, but like all the, everybody behind the scenes that makes the show possible. And then like the announcers, right. From the ring announcers to the backstage, to the, to the play by play, to the color come there. It's like, that's like what makes the product camera people, everything, right. It's like, it's a whole package. We're just the, the thing that's like right in front of you. But if you watch like wrestling, even if you, if, if you go back and listen, like it's the quotes, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the play by play calls that makes the moment it all adds, it's all a teamwork. And I feel like that's not just what we do. That's also in life, right? It's, it's your friends, it's your family. It's what makes moments special, you know? So um, enjoy that, appreciate that. And don't, don't take it for, for granted, you know? Absolutely love it, man. There, there are very few guarantees in life. We've got death, we've got taxes, and that Cesaro will probably have the best match on the card. It's Cesaro <laughs> delivers, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, always. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for, yeah. I'm kind of yeah, long-winded today. I had my coffee. That's so you always right, know man. I'm long-winded, man. We've got all the time in the world for you. We appreciate you hanging out. Uh, whatever comes your way, WrestleMania season, we are excited for, as I'm sure you are. I'm so excited. It's like one of those, like, it's WrestleMania season, right? Like, uh, I think somebody asked me that the other day. It was like, so uh, getting momentum, like, in WrestleMania season. I'm like, you know when? Okay. When does WrestleMania season start? The Royal Rumble. Nope. No, the, the day, day after, after last year's WrestleMania. The day after. I always said that. I always said that. The road to WrestleMania starts the day, the raw, the day after WrestleMania. That's when you just want to, like, at least to me, and I know to a lot of other guys in the locker room, I know to you guys, like, no, no, this is a year-round gig, and it starts the day after me. You want to 
you want to build towards next year's WrestleMania and then like hopefully come the Rumble or when the official season starts, when they start putting the, the huge sign up in the arena where everybody points to, that's when you want to hit your stride, but you work all year round to get there, to get to Mania. And I feel like this year I have a lot of momentum going into it and I hope I can capitalize on it. And I, you know, I thank everybody out there that um, uh, supports me and uh, we are all along for the ride and that's what makes it so special and better. I'm along for the ride, no doubt. I'm going to correct your quote because you don't hope you can make something happen. You will make something happen at WrestleMania this year. I believe in you. We all do. Tricks up my sleeves. Good stuff. All right, Cesaro. Get Thanks, back. Man. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have a killer workout to get back to, or some other. No, no. today's actually my day off. Oh well, never mind. Vic, go home. <laughs> Please. <laughs> See you guys. All right. all right, Claudio. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Well, we promised you a supersized interview with Cesaro. Ooh. To be perfectly honest, man, I could have gone all day. It's always fun to chat with him. Uh, he's, uh, you can't even put it in a word. Unless you've met the man, Cesaro, it, it's hard to really describe who he is. He comes to work every day, pale and hard hat. He's ready to go to work. And he puts so many other people before him, too. That's something I wish we would have talked to him more about. He, he's always thinking of others. He's humble to you know? a fault. Yeah. Which Unlike is crazy. Us. It's absolutely insane. I mean, give he won't give himself the credit. So that's going to be our job from here on out, Vic. And I want to involve the ATB faithful in this one because we asked Cesaro and he gave us a few, you know, runaround answers. But we, Vic and I, would love to know who you, the listener, would like to see step across the ring from Cesaro on the grandest stage of them all. Join the conversation. Use the hashtag after the bell. Let us know your answers. Tag us at after the bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You'll find me at WWE Graves. Vic is at Vic Joseph WWE. If you're using Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. Rate us five stars. Por favor. If you're an Android user, ATB's on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts so that you never have an excuse to miss an episode. Keep up with all your favorite shows in the WWE Podcast Network by following at WWE Podcasts on all social media platforms. We'll be back next week. Well, more- before we go, Graves, what? I actually what? have one Why do you more- always do this have- to me? No, 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 no. I have one more question that I want to throw out to the listeners. Just one more question. Um, they're listening to this on a Thursday. Wednesday is a very important day in someone's life. Which would be, that would be what, the 24th of February. Today's 23rd, listening on the 25th. What happened on the 24th? Shinsuke Nakamura was born. No, I believe my very handsome co-host here from Pittsburgh was born. So I want to have everyone unmute themselves because I told you I was going to sing today. Did I not when it started? <laughs> Are you ready? You. Oh, I hate you. Three, everybody. We're going to sing Corey Graves' happy birthday and this will make the show. Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to I told you I was going to sing at the start. I don't lie on this show. Happy birthday. So if you're listening right now, send Graves ideas on how he should celebrate his birthday weekend here the final weekend of February in Pittsburgh. Graves, happy birthday.
Well, I appreciate it. Thank you to all of you. And that's the first time in my life I've ever had happy birthday sung to me on a Zoom call. And it was like a fever dream. There were just panels flashing up, voices Boom. from all over the place. Off but key. I survived. Wrong words. It was another, great. Hey, another trip around the sun. I appreciate it. Uh, but I'm going to try to practice like Cesaro. It's not about me today. It's about ATB. But thank you for the happy birthday. <laughs> anyway. Interruption aside, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week. More wisdom, more vitriol, a slightly older Corey Graves, and more WWE after the bell. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3.